Welcome to another informative episode of the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. Hi, I'm Bruce Wilmer. I'm the Vice President for Lafarge here in Edmonton for the Edmonton market and for ReadyMix in Western Canada. There's the behavior of the trucks themselves. They're obviously very large, very heavy, and they don't behave the same way a, a small vehicle does. Uh, and then we have the added complication of interacting with other vehicles, bicyclists and pedestrians in a very crowded environment. No Harm is the podcast for health and safety professionals like you. We're here to help you sharpen your professional skills and better understand emerging issues. Uh, we have what's called the underguard system, which is a system uh, that surrounds the truck at 18 inch level and prevents pedestrians and bicyclists from going under the wheels of the truck. Sounds like a great topic. Let's get started. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. I'm your host, Marvin Polis. Now, on this episode of the podcast, I'm at one of the Lafarge yards in the Edmonton area. And as many of our listeners know, Lafarge is in the business of, of concrete and cement and aggregates and asphalt and all kinds of interesting things. We're going to learn a little bit more about that. And with me in the yard today is Bruce Wilmer, and he's one of the vice presidents of Lafarge. Bruce, thanks for having me. Thanks, Marvin. We're here to talk about road safety because there's some great things going on with Lafarge in the area of road safety. And uh, other aspects to the Lafarge operation, tell me about this. I mean, this is a global operation, correct? Yeah, that's correct. We're in 90 countries globally. Uh, predominantly, we're in the cement business, the ready-mix business, and the aggregate business. But here in Edmonton, we're also in the asphalt business, paving, construction, uh, precast concrete, uh, and pipe business as well. So obviously you have a lot of vehicles on the road. Just, just what is the scope on a daily basis? Uh, so Edmonton, we have over 100 vehicles, uh, concrete ready mix trucks. We also would have uh, trucks hauling our precast products, uh, trucks hauling aggregates. Uh, we have actually over 200 and 220 trucks that can haul for us on a daily basis in the ag product line. Uh, we also have cement bulkers bringing cement in and out of the market for uh, ready mix production. Uh, and then uh, a whole sort of miscellaneous construction vehicles that are also on the road for road paving, concrete work, that sort of thing. Great. Now, with so many trucks on the road on any given day, and they're very heavy trucks, of course, what are some of the challenges that you face with respect to road safety? Uh, it's a good question. There's really two aspects to it. There's the behavior of the trucks themselves. They're obviously very large, very heavy, and they don't behave the same way a, a small vehicle does. Uh, and then we have the added complication of interacting with other vehicles, bicyclists and pedestrians in a very crowded environment. Now I know that a lot of our listeners, being industrial listeners, experience similar things. So what are you doing to make your, your vehicles safer on the roads? Two or three aspects that we're trying to uh, work on with our, with our ready-mix trucks specifically right now. Uh, we have what's called the underguard system, which is a system uh, that surrounds the truck at 18-inch level and prevents pedestrians and bicyclists from going under the wheels of the truck. Okay, so we're standing beside one of these trucks now. Tell me about this. Show me this. So we're currently standing right beside the cab of the truck. The underguard system would actually be a, an orange pipe, two and a half, three inches in diameter. goes from the back side of the cab to the front back wheels of the truck. So if you imagine uh, a truck will generally have, a ready-mixed concrete truck will have between five or six axles on it, and the orange pipe fills in the space between the uh, between the cab and the front wheels of the back part of the truck. Okay, so I see 
how without this orange pipe here, it wouldn't be that difficult to actually fall underneath the truck and to, uh, well, there, there'd be very serious consequences. So how does this guard help? First of all, it's actually installed so it's uh, on the outer edge of the, the wheels, so it prevents people from standing or entering the space between the frame of the truck and in front of or behind any of the wheels. Okay, so if a pedestrian were to come in contact with this truck, or a cyclist, then what would happen? A cyclist who rode up beside a truck, uh, equipped with one of these, if they were to veer towards the truck, they would actually be they would bounce off it. They would actually be pushed away from the truck. A pedestrian who were to walk towards the truck and try to enter this area would hit it at about knee level and it would prevent them from actually entering that space, the danger zone. Understood. Now is there anything else that uh, is being adapted around the wheels? I've described the pipe system but then between each axle is an area of about 18 inches, uh, maybe two feet. Uh, where there's another gap and in those areas we've mounted plastic barriers that prevent anything from entering between any of the wheels on, a, on the axles of the truck as well. Now these are used in other markets in Europe as well, correct? They're an ad adaptation of a, what we would uh, be seen in Europe. Uh, it's a European standard. Many countries globally use similar systems. Now Bruce, it's my understanding that at this point Lafarge Edmonton has started to install these underguards on the trucks in the region and these will eventually be installed on all the trucks in Edmonton over a period of time. Is that correct? Well in fact our commitment is, in to, is to install them on all of our trucks in Western Canada. So that's uh, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta and British Columbia. So that represents about 550 to 600 trucks uh, which would include all of the Edmonton trucks. What about the rest of Canada? The Eastern Canadian Group has about an 18-month head start on us and have installed it on many of their trucks across Eastern Canada already. Understood. Now, a few moments ago you said that there's another aspect. You said there are two things that you wanted to draw our attention to. What's the other one? So the second one is what we call our IVMS, or in-vehicle monitoring systems. And that is a combination of the GPS unit, which is tied into the uh, onboard computers for the trucks, and an in-cab camera system. The GPS onboard computer system monitors continuously things like hard braking, cornering, speeding, basically the engine parameters and the behavior of the truck on the road and monitors it in real time against a, a geographic location. The cameras are mounted in the cab, so it's forward and backward viewing cameras, as well as side view cameras and a backup camera. The in-cab camera and the Ford cameras are there to record a trigger event such as rapid deceleration or a hard cornering event that uh, would then be reviewed both 10 seconds before and after that event to enable us to coach the driver or to understand why the truck actually did what it did in terms of its behavior. The side view cameras and the backup cameras are there also to be monitored but they're there also to assist the driver in making turns or backing up and supplementing the, the, the uh, mirrors that are on the truck themselves. Now here in Edmonton there has been some discussion about the use of these cameras and, and the potential of them to roll all the time and, and for you to be working with local law enforcement, catching speeders and that sort of thing. What's up with that? Well, that couldn't be further from the truth. They're actually there to help improve the driver's skills, to help protect the driver in, in the event of an incident and it's not monitored by us or by our operations. It's actually monitored by a third-party professional group that we contract out who are actually trained to monitor trigger events. So again, it has to be an event of 
hard braking, hard turning, hard cornering, and it's actually got a, a set uh, measurement which actually will trigger that. In the event that it's triggered, the video is actually captured 10 seconds before and 10 seconds after, and the third party somewhere else in North America looks at that video and determines whether it's a coachable event. So one thing I need to stress is it's, it's not a, uh, a vehicle to monitor the drivers, it's a vehicle to monitor what happened during an event, and then it's, allowed, it's there to actually improve how you might have reacted to that or what, what might have caused it to avoid it happening again. Okay, so you're not like a supplemental photo radar crew. Absolutely not. Now, one of the things that I wanted to talk about as well, and I know this is something that's really close to your heart, and that's the, the whole aspect of speed, because these are large trucks, they're heavy trucks, and they just don't stop as quickly as, uh, as a Honda Civic or a Harley Davidson. So what are you doing about that? With speed, in recognition of the fact that our vehicles really don't behave the same way that other vehicles on the road, such as a Harley-Davidson or, or a Honda Civic, uh, they really don't slow down. If you can imagine, the truck is, is loaded with, uh, with concrete, doesn't behave like a sports car. So it needs a, an extra distance to slow from traffic speed down to zero. So it needs a longer distance to slow down. It's harder for it to slow down. In recognition of that, we ask that our drivers drive uh, 10 kilometers an hour below the posted speed limit. Well, actually, Bruce, I remember the day, was it wasn't that too many years ago, when there were actually separate speed limits on Alberta highways for trucks versus cars. You're absolutely right. That goes back a few years, but there used to be two posted speed limits, one for were truck vehicles and one for cars. And that is in recognition that it takes longer for trucks to stop. Now, what about highway speeds? Here in Alberta, a uh, highway could be 80 kilometers an hour, 100 kilometers an hour, or 110 kilometers an hour. Our uh, maximum speed limit for the trucks is 100 kilometers an hour. So if you were on one that's 110 or higher, uh, you would not go over 100, 100 kilometers an hour. It just goes to reason that in some cases, in many cases actually, Lafarge's trucks are going to be traveling slower than the other traffic on the road. What sort of dynamic does this create? You know, a number of people uh, when, we, when we implemented this said we're not going to get to the job sites fast enough, etc. It's going to create aggressive behaviors on the road. But our experience is a truck vehicle that's moving at a slower limit as long as they move into the, uh, into the right lane and let people pass uh, and keep their safe distances, then the traffic Traffic flow continues on and there's really no impact. And of course it makes your truck safer because you're traveling slower, you have more time to brake if necessary. Uh, that's completely true, yes. So then it's, it's not like you are intentionally slowing down traffic to make everybody else slower. No, there's no intentions. In fact, uh, we feel that by keeping a constant speed uh, slightly below the posted speed limits, uh, there's a benefit to keeping traffic moving, and in fact, we don't believe we'll have any impact to the road system itself. Great. Now, I understand that Lafarge is uh, involved with the City of Edmonton's Vision Zero Traffic Safety Initiative. Can you tell me about that? Vision Zero is a global initiative that the City of Edmonton has adopted for their own policies. We feel that our global initiative, Zero Fatalities on the Road, aligns perfectly with the City of Edmonton's Vision Zero policy of uh, zero incidents, both intervehicular 
pedestrian and cyclist uh, incidents. Alignment of the two policies or the two positions allows us to work with a city that represents general public. It allows us to leverage the city's goals and educate the public about what we as an industry are challenged with daily in, in uh, our working environment. So this is really a collaboration then between government and industry and interested parties to make our roads safer. Yes, I would strongly encourage anyone to get involved with the Vision Zero. Any industry that has uh, uses the City of Edmonton roads should be interested in Vision Zero. Great. Well, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate you hosting me here at your site and showing me around this, uh, this particular ready-mix truck. Well, thank you very much, Marvin. I appreciate your interest. Thanks for tuning in to the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. And hey, be sure to tell your friends and colleagues who can benefit from our podcast. The No Harm Health and Safety Podcast is a production of Stimulant Strategies and Stimulant Media Productions. You can learn more about us at stimulant.ca. All the best, everyone, and stay safe.